You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Bride chillas and groom chillas, I have oft shat all over Pinterest, which is not a very nice thing to say, but uh, Pinterest sometimes stresses me out as I think it might stress a lot of people out, which is why we need to bring an expert in. Well, someone that knows a lot about design and the aesthetics and how to make things look good, but not freak out over looking at lovely pictures of things and then trying to copy them. So uh, I have a wonderful guest today, lovely Michelle Edgemont. She's got a business based all around design. She knows what she's doing. She's on the line. Hello, Michelle. Help us come down from the Pintervention. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm excited. I obviously have strong feelings that I need quelled. I need calmed down because I don't know where this anger and bitterness about Pinterest has come from. All right. Well, hopefully I can help you. <laughs> I actually really love Pinterest. I just find it a little overwhelming. I just think I get into a pin frenzy. People have, you know, my husband's got to come and remove me from the the desk and sort of say you got to step away and uh, can be a full-on thing so I hope today I know you've got a lot of great suggestions so I'm excited to to learn about some of your tactics um, but firstly enough about me talk to me about Michelle what you do you, you have a, a, an amazing business and I just love all your pretty colors on your website by the way oh thank you so much yeah I'm I live in Brooklyn New York and uh, my company is called Michelle Edgemont Design and we specialize in the event design and flower design for weddings um, and events in the New York City area. Lots of different varieties, I'm sure, of people, uh, aesthetic needs, especially when it comes to florals and the look of their weddings. I think it would be a really fun and challenging neighborhood to be uh, to be servicing. I imagine. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky to be here in New York where there is a plethora of people getting married all the time. (laughs) Like you said, there's also a lot of different aesthetics um, that people want for their weddings. We specialize in a contemporary, unconventional, kind of a little bit out of the box design aesthetic when we start working with couples. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm lucky that all my couples are super cool and most of them have a pretty good idea of what they want for their wedding, but they do get lost in the millions and millions of inspiration photos online all the time. Well, I feel like my bride chiller community, my bride chillers, like I own them, the bride chiller community are very, uh, it's like I don't know, them. they're all their own. F- <laughs> yeah, it's like Beyonce, my bride yeah. chillers. They are their own people. They have free will so far. Um, I feel like they are very attuned to what you uh, produce in your your business, and I think they are very much um, a community of people that are aesthetically into sort of lots of different things, but are very uh, you know free will and people. They're not necessarily following the knot, right. not to diss yeah, the knot. Right. I think people think I just shit on the knot a lot, but you know, I think they're not. The idea is bride chillers want to create weddings that are you know, their own. Oh, so yeah. And I think you're using the, the word, the not just to talk about the giant wedding industry as a conglomerate. Yes, the beast. Exactly. Yes. Not the exactly. company. 
Uh, one of my lovely former guests, Jamie Lee, she's a comedian and she wrote a great book called Ridiculous and she referred to that beast as big bridal and I always thought that was a great way to describe that sort of huge industry that just screams at you uh, all this bullshit about have the perfect day and everything must be, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, floral, uh, like florals all have to be white. We have to be colour right. and uh, we mustn't take any risks because risks, are, God forbid, risks mean something a little bit different to everyone else and um, we just don't do that here. So you you have written a fabulous blog and when you contributed this blog, blog I sort of said to um, Erica, our lovely content editor, I'm like, oh, my God, Michelle has to come on the show because she needs to write my wrongs mm-hmm. of Pinterest because I think maybe I've been doing it wrong and I think – potentially I've been giving out bad vibes, bad Pinterest voodoo to my people. And I thought it might be nice to try and change my viewpoint. And in your blog, you have so many great points that I went, okay, all right. She's right. Michelle's right. Just need to adjust my attitude. So I thought maybe we could go through a couple of your, you know, key points and, and um, help people hone in, I suppose, on what they really want and need from a design aesthetic and how to just block out all the rest of the white noise that potentially can completely suffocate all your creativity. Because I think that's where I come from. I just look at it and go, there's too much. Right. I don't know what to do. And then just yeah. shut the laptop. So what do you think from, especially from someone who, who works with a lot of different clients and, and you're a very creative person, from the first newly engaged person who says, I'm going to get a Pinterest account or I'm going to open that account that I've had for five years pinning wedding stuff, what's the first stage to doing it in a sane way without going down a hole? I mean, I think the very first thing they can do is just start their wedding Pinterest board and just pin everything that they see that they love, just pin it all on the board. Okay. One yeah, board. one board, take a couple of weeks, read, get yourself yep. familiar with wedding with some wedding blogs if you're not already familiar with them. Look around on Pinterest, search things, look around on, you know, the big blogs. Pinterest, they all have Pinterest pages that are really helpful. Start one giant pin board of everything that you absolutely need to have um, for your wedding. Now, I'm just talking about specifically design and aesthetic things here since that's what um, I specialize in. Um, So anything like that wouldn't fall into that category, you can throw that stuff on a different board. So things like that would be like gifts for your bridesmaids ideas or venues, photographers, things like that you can put on a separate board. But here I'm just going to talk about how to use Pinterest in order to come up with a cohesive aesthetic design plan for your wedding. And this is the easy step. The easy step is finding everything that you love and pinning it. Um, Anything that has flowers you love, colors you love, table settings that you love, furniture, anything like that, and you're going to pin it to one giant board. So this is the one board. This is before you've booked anything, before you've gone to a vendor, before you've made any actual plans. Just start this board, go nuts, do a, a, a huge Pinterest brain dump. And then what do we do? How do we then not look at that board and so throw it? So then up? the trick is, is you're going to make another board. Uh-huh. So now you're going to make a separate brand new board 
and you can start with your main board that's open on Pinterest. Scroll through it. Sometimes it helps to, it's kind of a weird thing that I learned how to do when I was in art school, but if you make your eyes blurry, so you can't really see exactly what you're looking at, and then scroll, and then you'll be able to see the colors that are coming out a lot more than others. Um, so maybe you'll, you'll see, oh, like there's so much blue on this board, or there's so much pink. And like, this is a color that I obviously am like subconsciously telling myself that I really love. Oh, I love that because often one of the conversations that just keeps coming, we've got a, a lovely private Facebook uh, group called the Bride Chiller Community. And one of the questions actually that had come up and I thought I must ask Michelle was a, a lovely Bride Chiller said, look, I just don't know. I like a lot of colors. How do I know what the wedding colors are? Do I need the wedding colors? Is it, should I have a theme? I don't even, I can't decide about my favorite colors. And that's a little, that's a great technique that it's a subconscious thing. If you've pinned all gold, maybe that's easily your thing. Yeah. And it's really easy to find that out if you like unfocus your eyes on the board and then you'll be able to see the colors that are coming through more than others. And I could write a whole nother, I could do a whole nother blog post about wedding colors. Um, but just my quick <laughs> opinion on that is that you don't need to have a hard set two or three colors that you're using in your wedding. Because if you start designing anything really, but specifically a wedding, and you're only using two or three colors, everything is going to look so matchy-matchy. Mm -hmm. And I like to start designing with six colors, seven colors, eight colors in a palette. And then that way, everything is going to go together cohesively, but it's not necessarily going to be so matchy-matchy. Just like when you're picking out furniture or designing your living room, you're not going to just buy everything blue and pink, or it's going to look like uh, blue and pink just threw up all over your house. You'll have, you know, some touches of blue there, some touches of pink, maybe some purple, maybe some green, maybe other things you like, but choosing maybe like four main colors and then like three or four secondary colors is what I like to do with my clients to come up with a palette uh, for the whole entire mm -hmm. wedding. So that's interesting you said that, Michelle, because I think the big bridal, going to go, yeah. I'm just going to call them that now. I'm just going to take Jamie's idea. But big bridal does seem to say, oh, you just need your two colors and that's it. And then you just do get those weddings that look very much like the table runners are all pink and the bridesmaid shoes are pink. And it all becomes this okay. sort of weird, not weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, look, if that's your thing, good for you. No judgment. But I do think people just feel like, They've got to have two colors or something and they've got to stick to it. Whereas uh, I think, as you sort of said, when you're a bit more free and easy with it and have a, a range, it gives you a lot more choice and you can be a lot more creative with all the stuff you chuck in and which is not, I'm not saying you just chuck stuff in, but you know what I mean? When you actually start adding. Yeah. And visually it's, it, it's exciting. And visually it's going to look a lot more layered and it's going to look a lot more interesting visually if you have four different colors of pink if you're going for a pink theme rather than mm -hmm. oh I'm using blush so I'm just going to buy everything is going to be blush do you think it's part of the deal I mean obviously this is your gig and you look at this every day and I suppose you would be and I, I don't even want to say taking risks I don't think it's, we're not jumping off buildings here we're picking colors <laughs> but it's the idea that I think a lot of people feel like they don't want to get this wrong and they get a bit uh, you know Ugh, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Do you think it's just about letting loose a little bit and uh, letting it happen? I do think so. And there isn't going to be a wrong choice. People yeah, getting married. Good point. There's no wrong choices. If you, everything is going to be what you like because you chose it. And, and at the end of the day, there isn't, there isn't going to be a wrong choice of something 
that you designed for your wedding. And if someone told you that you chose the the wrong decor item for your wedding, then, you know, Boy. you can go tell them to yeah. go well, somewhere else. They can shove it up yeah. their asses. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I mean, just get a life, everyone that's got an opinion right. about your decor. Tell me, Michelle, I've got, oh, yeah. I want to go back to the Pinterest stuff in a second, but from your personal point of view, when a client approaches you and says, you know, I'd love you to do uh, my design for, the, for, our, for our wedding, if do people come to you with art or do they bring, I'm just thinking about inspiration because I'm looking around our house and thinking we're very, I'm very colourfully, uh, mm-hmm. I just love colour probably too much. Uh, is there ever too much color? I don't know. Maybe. So if someone brought this sort of mm-hmm. picture to you, is that, and said, we like the style. Could you design of a wedding off that? Yeah. I mean, I do. I like to encourage my clients and anyone who's, who is starting to design their wedding to look outside of the wedding world um, for inspiration mm. as well you know, look at home decor blogs, look at museum galleries, look at fashion on Pinterest, look at any other industry besides specifically wedding photos too, because you might find some other interesting things that you really love in other industries that you could, you could use for your wedding. You list some really great, um, and some of my favorite blogs for design. And I mean, like you said, Kate Spade's always, if you like colour, you can always sort of get inspiration from Kate Spade and you just have to go to Google and put Kate Spade in. You can see the last 20 years of amazingness, always a fan. Oh, Happy Days, mm-hmm. fabulous. What else have you got? Design Love Fest, also great. Has, yeah, anything on design. Sponge, that's yeah. mostly for like home and design yeah. interiors. Really great. Yeah. That's great. Really good suggestions and also colour palettes that aren't necessarily, as you said, aren't on the knot in that sense that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, lots lots of yellows and greys and all these sort of beautiful colours that I think you don't see that much with weddings and you go, well, that could be really fun. You could go crazy with that stuff. Michelle, I'm very keen to talk with you more about texture, how you know that you've picked the right colours, if that's a thing. But before we do anything, I'd like to head to a very quick break. There will be more with the lovely Michelle Edgemont from Michelle Edgemont Design after this very short break. Okay, so you've you've got your inspo from other other blogs. You've gone outside of the wedding world, which is good. You've taken a step out. Maybe you've snapped some stuff at a gallery and you go, I want to put all this together. What is the next step? If they don't have access to you, which they should, but not everyone right. can, what do we What do we think if people are doing it themselves or if they are uh, potentially going to florists and they've got a, a coordinator on board, they're trying to bring all this information together? When is the stage that you would say to start buying decor and actually putting it together? Or have we missed a step? Is there more Pinterest I would happening? say the next step is going to be edit. Edit your giant uh-huh. board yes. that you made. So you hide your giant board and then you're going to go through there, see what colors are popping out at you, see what um, different kinds of themes and textures that you're seeing a lot of on that board. And then you're going to make another smaller board. Um and yep. I like to name that a kind of descriptive aesthetic names for what you might want to call your wedding. So let's say you've seen a lot of blue on your main board and you've seen a lot of wooden textures, maybe a lot of like mid-century lines. You could call it 
Great. I'd like to go to that wedding. That sounds like a good wedding. So then you're going to go through your big board and Pinterest has an awesome function where you can copy pins in bulk from one board to another. Ah, didn't know that. Love it. So you're going to go through your main board and then highlight all of the pins that you absolutely love and cannot live without and that fit into that descriptive narrative that you wrote for your wedding. And then you're going to copy those over to your smaller board. So now you've got two boards. You've kind of got one big board where you're dumping everything. And then you've got another smaller board, which you're going to keep at 30 pins maximum. 30 people. Okay, good. Don't go insane. Like it. (laughs) We're going to keep it at 30 pins maximum. Your main design smaller board. And then... That is the board that then you're going to work off of. So you think you're copying the pins okay. from your giant board to your little board. You don't have to worry about losing those other pins. They're not lost in your giant board. You can still have all your ideas over there. But then the smaller board is the one that you're really going to look to um, to make design choices, to make color choices, to build the, you know, the cohesive aesthetic that you're going to for your wedding. And this is good. And I think this is, I just want to say the fact that you, we are now honing in. I think a lot of people miss this step and that's why they just fall off the cliff. So this is very good. I like yeah, it, I really feel without that smaller board, you feel insane. Like you have this giant board of hundreds and hundreds of pins and then you're like, oh, but I really like um, greenery on my tables. But then I also really like flowers. And then maybe we should do this or maybe we should do that because you're looking at these hundreds of pins that you could have pinned maybe six months ago. But now you have a smaller board and that's the board that you're going to make your design choices from. Nice. And I like that you mentioned textures as well. I think some people often just think of color as in paint or physical color. And I think texture is actually something that a lot of people overlook, but it's very powerful. And as you said, wood and you've got concrete and you've got uh, feathers or something, you know, you can really get a bit creative with thinking about textures and then the context of that texture as well. I'm getting a bit deep no, into exactly, it, but I really love all this Even stuff. in, say, your table linens, we could be talking about a blush table linen. And if you picked a sequin blush or a velvet blush or a, le- or a linen blush, all those three table linens are going to give your guests a different mm-hmm. feeling of the kind of dinner that they're sitting down at. If you're, if you're totally. sitting down at a sequin just, table... Yeah. That might feel a little bit more formal and a little bit more fancy. If it's linen, that might feel a little bit more casual. So the textures really the That's textures good. give the event the the feeling that you want to go for. So now when you've come so you've got your big board, you've you've honed in to your smaller board with maximum thirty people. Here, Michelle, she knows what she's doing. Thirty 30's enough. 30. Now, do we invite other people to this board or do we just make it a solo board, a quiet board? I've seen this work um, a couple of ways. I know that it's hard to make design choices by yourself. And Mm. I know that especially if you are not the one that's solely fitting the bill for the wedding, that the person paying for the wedding might also need to have his or her opinions heard invalidated um and i know that you guys probably have best friends that you want to share this super exciting wedding design project you're working on um so you can think about if you want to add some of those people in your close circle 
into this smaller wedding board um, that you've made. I always recommend like really thinking about if you want it, certain people, if you want to add them to your boards. Um, we all know sometimes like parents can get a little wackadoodle yeah. around your wedding, especially if they're giving you money. Um, so I would only add people who are, who are good at giving you constructive criticism and who you really truly value um, their opinions. Because, a lot, and a lot of the time parents won't know what the fuck Pinterest is. Yeah. So I think you just can go, you know, you can go, look, if you know your mum or your mother-in-law or whoever, Arnie, Sally or whatever, is going to come on and go, what's this? I don't understand what this is going on. Should I push this button? What's this like? You go, look, maybe just print it out on, at the office on someone else's coin right. and show us some yeah. photos. But yeah. you don't necessarily need to, if, you know, if they're going to be annoying, don't do right. it. You can also also send them to the link to look at it, but you don't necessarily need to add yes. them to the board as a collaborator and give them access to changing pins or things like that. But then on the other end of the spectrum, Pinterest can also be a great place where you can add people to your board and then you guys can comment on Pinterest on the images, uh, which makes it an easy place to collaborate too. And do you like to do that with clients approaching you and saying, now share this board with me? Or you go, is this a project you give your people to say, go away and then come back and share it with me? I would say about 99% of my clients already have one or two wedding Pinterest boards already going. Um, uh-huh. So that makes it that makes it easy for me. Some of, that, some of my clients that are deep, deep into Pinterest and have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, <laughs> and hundreds of photos I give them homework to make a smaller board. (laughs) Only the things you absolutely love because that's even too many pins for me to sift through. That's and that's and that's the thing. I think a lot of vendors do not want to see a board with seven hundred and fifty versions of your burlap bloody table runners. No one cares. They don't care. Just stop it. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Plus you're plus you're gonna get more out of your design you're gonna get more out of your florist if you send her a curated board of say 10 pins god forbid 10 pins only (laughs) of flowers that you like she is going to be able to serve you so much better than if you send her a board of 100 pins that's like a mishmash of a million things hone in on what you want before you start sending everyone a million pictures because they just will get annoyed. Now, you also mentioned that it's important to take a break, just step away from it, see the outside, not look at the screen, stop pinning, have a break. Is this is this something that you recommend from from a design perspective of just becoming overloaded with a lot of information? Yes. I could see that happening. The overload is real and also decision <laughs> fatigue is is real. Um, yes. Uh, and always getting that feeling that you're going to find something better. You're going to find a better photo. Yes. This is a problem that I keep coming up with people even just saying about dresses. They buy a dress and they see another dress. And sometimes we had a girl, a, a lovely bride chiller last year who bought four dresses because she couldn't decide. And I was just like, someone take her away from a computer, not near a store. She just needs to be put in a special place that doesn't have any shops or stores anymore. Yeah. Can't do it. Make your decision and move on. Own it. And just trust yourself that you made the, the right decision. 
And at the end of the day, like literally, mm. we're all going to be looking back at our weddings 10 years from now and being like, what the hell was I thinking? There's no <laughs> such thing as a timeless wedding. I'm sorry. No. Like, I, like exactly. I got married eight years ago. And I mean, I look back at my wedding photos now and I'm like, wait, that was cool then? Like, no way was that cool. <laughs> it was definitely cool. And you're a professional. This is your scene too. See, listen to this lady. She knows what she's talking about. Of course, people in the 80s didn't go, people are going to look back at my photos and mock me in 25 years' time. Right, like my kids are going to mock my photos. And I thought I was like the (laughs) coolest bitch ever getting married with my – I'm not going to say the things that I had there because I don't want someone to feel bad about your wedding, but my kids are probably make fun of me. Fine. And I think that's we just all need to realize that's the truth. It's the facts. We're just going to live with it, enjoy it for the moment. But also I had an episode um, a little while back about I asked the community about their wedding regrets so far, and we've got people that are just newly engaged, and we've got also we call them our chiller grads. They're our bride chiller graduates. They've already gotten hitched and are hanging around and helping some people, which is great. But it was so interesting, the topics, the things that people were regretting, lots of family stuff where like, I just regret letting my mother know anything. And then there were other people sort of saying, that I think is very relevant to this episode, I regret just running out and buying a lot of decor items because I saw them and I thought they were pretty. And then they hadn't picked their venue. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we've spent all this money, but we're trying to make it work, but it's totally not what it's about anymore. And for me, it was just like going, hey, 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 you don't have to rush. The stores are going to be open next week or next month or in six months' time. Just relax. Just, Just chill. Yeah, I definitely. I, I definitely agree with. Oh yeah, I've had clients that that have been buying lanterns for years. And oh my god, lanterns. not lanterns. Um, <laughs> Why? I, yeah, I I don't know. And also, just wait <laughs> until you book your vendors because you most likely can just rent this stuff from them, and you don't need it sitting around yes. your house. Yeah, there's a few items here and there you are going to want to buy to purchase to have. And then they kind of turn into really nice sentimental keepsakes for your wedding. Of course, like a card box or a sign or maybe some really, really pretty candlesticks for only your table or things like that. But something you're not going to need multiples of anything like get out of, you know, in the States, we have a store called Home Goods, like get out of Home Goods and like, you know, like get out of Marshall's. Get out of these like discount home furnishing stores. Get out of Target. Don't buy. You, just, you don't need to do it. Decor items for your wedding until you have that that smallish cohesive pin board done, and you like you know what you're looking for. And as you said, ask your vendors. Ask if they've got rental stuff. Ask friends. Someone else will know someone else that has something. You can get very sneaky and great with this sort of detective work with finding decor. And also, yeah, it's it's just the idea that people are just going out and buying it within the first 10 minutes and you just want to take a break and take some deep breaths exactly. and go and sit on Pinterest again. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, this has been great. I've really enjoyed our chat and I feel like you have, I'm sure, calmed a couple of uh, aesthetic panickers. Let's just call them that. I feel like there's lots of choice. Also, you have some beautiful inspiration on your blog and also on your Instagram as well. Can I just say uh, that that's where people should be going? It's M Edgemont Design at 
M Enjoyment Design. I'm going to link to it in the blog today, obviously. And uh, your blog, uh, your your homepage is michelleedgemont.com. It's very oh, pretty. Thank you. We've got Please. we've got very similar. I just looked at all your beautiful uh, colors. Got my bride chiller branding is all very loud and colorful and pretty and not pretty as in flowery, but pretty as in like. Um, it's a noise for color. I just made them. So, uh, I, I very much like what you do. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. We do have a similar, um, love for color. That's true. Yeah. 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 It's good. Any final thoughts, Michelle? Anything you want to send out to our bride chiller friends? I mean, I just, I really think that once they decide on what kind of aesthetic and decor that you're going to use for your wedding, just go with it. Just go with it. Just yeah. like, do you, whatever that is. Don't try to compare. Please don't try to compare your wedding to other people's weddings. Not, Please don't do that. You are so a competition. It's not a competition for price. No. For, it might be a competition on cake flavor. Boy, <laughs> delicious. Okay. That, not a competition about anything else. <laughs> There are no awards. No, no one is, uh, you know, and also one thing I, I love saying over and over again, and I don't know if anyone ever listens to me, is that, you know, you're not making your wedding to be submitted to a blog to be featured somewhere. Who gives a shit? It's not It's not about that. You know, you can't, you've got to actually have a nice time on the day and enjoy right. it. And like secretly from behind the scenes, like a big majority of those weddings that are like in the big magazines and in this and in that, I mean, they have event designers, they have wedding planners, they, they yeah. have like multiple photographers that are shooting the details and shooting the wedding over multiple days. Um, it's to do oh more God. of a production and not necessarily wow. um, a wedding. So if you are trying to do all of these things yourself and, you know, give yourself a little break and just bring in design and decor that you love just because you love it. And, and that's it. You want to be surrounded with things that you make you happy to look at uh, on your wedding day. Top way to finish this episode, Michelle. You're fabulous. And I'm very grateful for your time. And I hope that you've inspired a lot of bride chillers to take a, a little step away. Well, take a step into Pinterest and then a step out of Pinterest to see their loved oh, ones. Oh, yes. And maybe I'll come over. Uh, I'll lurk over on your Facebook group. Please, we'd love to see you. Anything about event design or decor or making your color palettes? We would love to see you there. Let's let's do. Uh, let's make sure uh, this week. I will post on the lovely bride chiller community when Michelle is around, and we'll um, link to. Obviously, we'll link to you, and we'll put a Q and A out there. So if people have questions, oh, yeah. uh, you fun. know. That would be really fun. I'm, I think that's great. Thank you, Michelle. And uh, I would love to have you back on the show in the future. It'd be great to talk oh, about all the things so you do. To rant about with you. Oh my God! You are welcome anytime. <laughs> Let's book it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle. Until next ranting time, which was not ranting. It's very valuable information. I wish you happy days. <laughs> <laughs> The Bride Chilla Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.